Hello. Oh, Jinx. Hi, what up? <laughs> Welcome to Better Together. We're trying to put these episodes out on a more steady basis, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So here we are. I am uh, messing with my levels on the ones and twos. And I, my name is Carver. I am joined by my lovely wife, Tanner. Hello. It's me. It's her. All right, guys. <laughs> We're going to just dive right into it today. Last week we talked about, well, not last week, two weeks ago, our last episode, we talked about accountability. Mm-hmm. And now, today we're going to talk about communication. I feel like these two things go hand in hand. You can't be accountable if you don't have any communication with the person that you're wanting to hold you accountable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Honestly, I think one of the most important things to remember about communication is that Communication affects not only you, but it's going to affect the people you come into contact with, um, how you discuss pornography, how you discuss your if you have an addiction or if you're trying to support someone with an addiction, or if you're trying to learn more about it. I think that in general, communication is a key. And we felt like it was important enough, at least with our experience, that we needed to talk about it. Right. I just feel like... Um communication i think i truly think that like honest and true communication could solve all of the world's problems um something that i really think is that is really important about communication when it comes to this is actually talking about it you know being able to go to your best friend and have open communication about this because when you have open communication then that trust and that accountability and that bond can be formed and that's how you know you overcome addiction i think that i mean like you can tell me if i'm wrong here honey but for us this was kind of one of the big hurdles we had to get over at least i did i think it's a big hurdle in any marriage communication just in general you know I agree. This was a hard... It's the most important thing, and it was. it's still the hardest thing, because it's embarrassing, yeah. and it's hard for me to hear, and it's hard for Carver to talk about, and it's a really hard thing. I mean, I think about talking about pornography with your parents. Like, that's embarrassing. I don't know. It's just... So I... I really, really think that opening the communication about pornography in general is so important. I think about when we have kids and how much I want to communicate with them about the dangers of pornography and to be honest with them about sex and all of the things. Um, but Carver's right. This has been a really hard thing for us. Um, I think that one of the things that made it hard was like Tanner was saying, was kind of the embarrassment and almost the taboo around it. You know, just being able to, I guess, I don't want to say expose myself, but share these deep parts of myself that's Mm -hmm. saying like, hey, I have this problem that's very personal to me. And being able to reveal these things about yourself and say, I think I need some help. That was one of the hardest things. It was just kind of putting my pride aside and really reaching out. And also kind of the taboo nature of it. You right. know, kind of made it hard to, you know, made me think, well, what's Tanner going to say about it? But really, the thing that really helped me, it's kind of like a band-aid, you know, like you just got to tear it off. Once you start talking about it, 
once you muster up the courage, you know, reward yourself. Say, hey, I actually did talk about that. And consider that a win. Whether, you know, and I mean, this could be between, like, if you have an addiction, if you want to talk to someone about their addiction, if you... I guess are not even, you know, really directly related to someone who has a pornography addiction, but you want to talk more about the subject. I think it just takes practice. It almost is just the more you do it, the less of a stigma it will be. And so that's really my suggestion for getting over that communication barrier, which I think is a terrible way. Just do it, you know, but in all honesty, just mustering up the courage to actually talk about it is half the battle. Right. And I feel like when somebody opens up to you about their struggle about pornography, that an appropriate reaction would to say, wow, I'm sure that that was really hard for you to talk to me about. Thank you so much for trusting me. Giving them a little like, good for you for, for opening up about this. Cause it's a hard thing. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. No, I totally <laughs> agree with you. I think that and I think I just to kind of tie this back, one thing that I've noticed from doing this podcast is how many people have reached out. I mean, whether over text or just in conversation, mm-hmm. have reached out to us to try to open up this conversation. I mean, I think I feel like it's something that people in this community want to talk about. They well, just I don't know how to need. open that conversation. Right. Yeah, I think there's a need because I think that lots of people struggle with this, just don't know how to communicate with it about mm-hmm. it. Anyway, yeah, we got some really cool responses and some cool conversations and opportunities between Carver and I with people who have listened and have reached out for help and support. And I just want to say bravo to those people. It's a hard thing, especially because Carver and I are not best friends with all of these people. Yeah. A lot of them are just <laughs> casual acquaintances, you know. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did want to touch on today is what you should talk about. You know, whether you're on the person who is, you know, the partner that does not have the re- addiction, whether you're someone that's coming to someone saying, hey, I have this problem and I'm mm-hmm. looking for help. Mm-hmm. And I think, or if you're just talking to someone about the issue, um, I kind of want to just quickly address some things that you should talk about. Yeah. What, some things that you should talk about. Personally, you know, I've been thinking about this. And I've been thinking about what are some, specifically like on my standpoint, when I'm talking to someone about addiction, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're talking to someone who's trying to be your accountability partner or someone that you're saying, hey, I'm having a hard time with, first of all, I think that you need to be honest. And I think that you need to open up and just tell them exactly what you're feeling. Don't try to sugarcoat it. You know, I mean, don't be gross. I guess about it, be tactful. But which role are you talking about? As the person with the addiction. Oh. Let's say, for example, if I was coming to you, let's do a little bit of role play. Uh. <laughs> you. Never mind. <laughs> Just joking, guys. Well, this has been a great episode of Better Together. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Uh, I'm just kidding. I understand what you're saying. Don't okay. be too graphic. Nobody wants that. Yeah. But I would say, like, <laughs> specifically if I was talking to Tanner, this is how I would approach it. I would say, hey, let's say this is the first time Tanner's been hearing about it. Mm. And we weren't married, I guess. Or if you were married. Yikes. Oh, man. It's a hard (laughs) conversation. If this is something you've, I guess, kept secret, 
don't keep it a secret. The longer you hold on to the secret, the more it's going to hurt your significant other. I'm just telling you this. This yeah. is the sooner you can get it out, the sooner your relationship can be mended. Yeah. Anyway, I, again, and also just so we don't get freaks me out. Just so like someone's <laughs> like, "Hey, I did what you told me and now we're divorced." This is just our experience. We're not professionals. I also will say I had a friend reach out to me about um, some happenings with a friend of his, a friend of a friend, um, that... uh, Don't go. Pretty pretty much the... I won't go into details. Jeez, don't you trust me? No. Um, uh, He was like, my friend is having all these relationship issues because of this issue. What do I tell him? And first of all, here's something really important. Whatever happens in your relationship when it comes to pornography, that is between you two. If you as a woman don't feel like you have received personal, spiritual promptings and revelation that you don't need to be in this relationship because it's headed in the wrong direction, that is your own personal relationship. If you really feel like... The person that I'm married to, I really believe in my heart and I really be- like I, I really believe what they're saying that they want to get over this, they want to be open, they want to be honest, they want to work through this. That is to- that's your relationship. I'm just saying that I know when you keep secrets from your significant other, it will end poorly every time. The sooner you can get those secrets out, the better and fast and and more quickly you can move on if that's what you two people in a relationship have decided amongst each other i don't want to tell anyone oh well they definitely should you guys should definitely still be married i have i don't know the details of your relationship anyways i just feel like i should get that out there because I feel like I've been reached out to for a lot of advice and a lot of it is not my right. <laughs> you know, I don't have any right to tell you if you should still be married to that person. But anyway. Long story short, this is just our advice, you know, but really just take what we're taking and apply but I, it to your situation. I am serious about the secrets. If you're, ho- if you're hiding a secret, find it in you to tell those secrets because the sooner you get them out, the better. The more... You- the more you'll be able to work through this. Anyways. And just to go on that note, I mean, like, if you're in a relationship and you're struggling with this, your partner deserves to know. They really do deserve oh, to know. Oh, they do. Imagine if your spouse had a secret like this. If they were seeing someone behind your back, you would want to know. They, the person, I don't know. People deserve the truth, especially someone that you've trusted your life with. Anyway, keep going. Anyway. That was a long tangent, but I felt like I needed to talk about it. <laughs> Hot dang, honey. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at here is, first of all, I think you need to be honest with the person. Don't, you know, I don't want to say hold back, but just be honest to why you're coming to them. What the name, like, tell them just what you're struggling with, you know, whether it's, you know, pornography or whatever. Also be willing to be honest about questions. I don't think that you should, like, right away tell them the details about what's been happening but if you're coming to somebody who doesn't have any experience with someone who's struggled with a pornography addiction uh, more likely than not they're going to have questions because if they really do want to help 
they're going to want to understand what you're going through. So questions are going to come. And if you really are hoping and willing to be honest and have communication for accountability purposes with someone, be prepared to have questions like, I mean, what are the details of what you look at when you struggle? What are the details of... I would say that you only need to share details if it's like your wife and if they ask. Well, you right. Know, I wouldn't say that you need to like, oh, hey, buddy. No. Oh, tell I me what you're looking at. I No, I think that there are some details that need to be said. I think that if I'd it's say just like, like hey, if this... you're like watching full length movies, that's a little different than like looking at pictures of like girls who still have clothes on but are scantily clad you know i think that if you want to be accountable to somebody that somebody needs they're gonna have questions about that kind of stuff i think i don't know i don't think that you need to tell i mean depending on who it is if it's your spouse then maybe you need to be detailed about it if it's a therapist maybe you need to be detailed about it if it's someone like clinical if it's just your friend I think you could tell them this is the severity of my problem. You need to, you need to give them a pain. And I guess this right, goes to my next... Right, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that you need to tell them every detail. No, like, this absolutely is, not. Because that's what I think to... you're insinuating is no, that... No, I'm just saying that be ready for questions because if you're coming to someone who doesn't understand pornography, the more you can tell them without obviously being too graphic, the more that they're going to be able to understand where you're coming from. The severity of the kind of addiction. I think that it's in, is it in the book Fortify where they talk about a bad habit, an addiction, and uh, what's the other one? A compulsion, I think. Yeah. So there's like different levels where like there's like compulsive where like it just happens sometimes. Um, and then there's like a bad habit where you know what a bad habit is. And then addiction where like you cannot function throughout the day without thinking about it or acting on it. And it consumes your every thought. I feel like when I did the keto diet, cupcakes were constantly consuming my thoughts and like pizza crust and those things. So there are different severities. And I think that if you want to be held accountable to somebody, those are the kinds of things that you need to have a conversation about. Would you agree? I would agree that you that you need they need to know if you're going to them and asking for help or if you're just discussing like, hey, this is you know I uh, this is how I've been doing this week. They need to know kind of the severity of what happened. Right. And so I don't think that I know I'm I'm gonna strong disagree that unless it's your spouse or a therapist, you know you kind of have to read the situations to if divulge you- what's actually. But like, I mean, like, obviously the purpose of what I was saying is just that you can't just say, hey, this is what I'm, hey, I have a issue with pornography. I really need you to help me and then leave it at that because your friend's not going to know what to do with that. Yeah. I mean, I think they need to know, like saying like, hey, this has been a real struggle. And to go back to what I was saying, honey, the point I was trying to make earlier, when you're trying to talk to someone and you are the person with the addiction, what I really think you need, like some things that key things you need to give away is that. You need to say, this is how I'm struggling, you know, give, let them know, like, this is a serious problem. This is a weird problem. You know, like, I don't know, weird, weird problem, probably the worst word I could use, <laughs> but I personally think that you need to say, this is what I'm struggling with. And this is specifically why I'm coming to you and how, you know, if you're willing to help me, right? this is how I need your help. I think you need to be specific on those things. Right. I know. That's... And paint the picture for the person. And then I think personally also... You're saying what I'm saying. No, I think that I'm saying it more clearly. Mm. 
You're just saying the same thing. I'm I don't saying. think so. We'll let the listener decide. If you think <laughs> you're such you a know, turd, if you think that I am describing it more clearly, post hashtag Carver don't is clear. Post anything. Or if you think Sheesh. Tanner is the one, I think that we're saying different things about the same point. Tanner is true. You're not even listening to me. I think we're saying the same thing, but with different examples and different yeah, points. I, I would agree with you, actually. But I roll. I think to go into my next point <laughs> is that I do think that also if you're, you know, being talked to, and I think that this goes for if someone's coming to you with a problem, if you guys are discussing an addiction, or even more specifically, if you're just discussing, because I feel like we pigeonhole this conversation to people that only have an addiction, where I think it could be a little bit more elevating to people that are just concerned with the issue. Totally. I think that. It's talking totally... to people about pornography, you need to be clear with your stance, but also a key is you need to be willing to listen. Totally. I I really agree with what you just said. I think that if you're in a relationship or a marriage with somebody, somebody who doesn't struggle with this, there is a very real chance that it's going to come up sometime in your marriage. I'm not saying that everyone in the whole world is at some point going to be addicted to pornography. What I'm saying is that uh, the internet is very sneaky, and pornography is, you know, a multi-billion dollar company, and, or industry, I should say, and um, they get people hooked, and that's how they make money, and they're professionals at it, and I think that you should have, you should be able to talk to your spouse about those dangers, and talk about how to keep each other safe from those things, even if neither one of you are struggling with it. I think that pornography should just be an open conversation in every relationship, and with your children especially, and I think a big part of that is being willing to listen. I don't know. I feel like if neither one, if neither Carver or I had this issue and Carver came to me one day and he's like, listen, I'm really concerned about pornography. <laughs> I probably would be a little offended, but I'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think it would come out of left field. Right. But I also think that if you have an open mind and you're willing to listen and you're willing to communicate about this, then it, it helps keep your marriage safe. And I don't know. I just think it's a conversation that everyone needs to have and continue on your point about listening. But I just really agreed with what you said. And oh, I liked thank it a you. Lot. Thank you. I just think that, and I agree with you. I think that maybe this is like an issue that dies in the dark you know like you should be willing to have a conversation you shouldn't have to feel like oh you know this is awkward i mean let's if, shy away from it right if you're pl ever planning on having kids you're gonna have to give them the sex talk one day you know, and yeah. you're better be pre i mean it's i think it's better to be prepared than to not be prepared i really like this point that we're and i just like to stay with it a little bit because there this conversation is going to pop up sometime in your life right and if you don't know how to communicate effectively on it and you know, be equipped with facts, which I guess you could apply to, you know, just talking with people about the issues that, whereas when you're talking to someone about addiction, you have to be honest with them. When you're talking to someone about like just the issue of pornography, you have to be able to say, these are the facts. This is what I personally feel found true in my life. Right. Be cordial about it. Don't be aggressive. Like if Tanner came up to me like, and this is something that I guess I don't want to call you out on, but you know, sometimes <laughs> if I tell you I've messed up and you immediately react like, why would you do that to me? 
it's a very much and I and mean like and you should be like hey you know give some kind of pushback you know you can't just be like yeah 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 but if I came up to Tanner every time and was just like hey I came you know I I, I uh, messed up I'm coming to you with this and she just said like how could you and she was very angry about it and she wasn't listening to me I don't think I would communicate with her about it. You know, I think that would shut me down to the idea of, oh, Tanner really isn't someone I can come talk to. So I think number one, you got to listen and you got to be supportive and you have to walk the line between, hey, it's okay mm-hmm. and we can do better. You know, right. and you have to judge it based on, I personally think, the emotional state of that person that's coming to you. If they're just nonchalant about it, like, yeah, whatever. Be like, hey, man, we had a goal. And hold them true, hold them true to that goal. Yeah. But if they're really distraught, saying like, "Oh, you know, I messed up. I can't believe I did that again," you can just say like, "Hey, man, it's gonna be okay. I mean, you've come far enough. This is how far you've progressed. I'm proud of you." I think that you need to be able to listen and truly listen and di- di- dissect, discern what that person's trying to say. And if someone's coming to you in an opposing view, be willing to listen, be willing to acknowledge what they're saying. And I think that's more than anything. People need to be acknowledged. Yeah. And they need to be acknowledged. Like, Tanner needs to be acknowledged when she says, this hurts me when you do this. And I need you to know that I'm not okay with pornography in my house. But, oh, we got a little beep on our computer. (laughs) It's okay to say, for her to say, you know, for me to listen to her as well as it's okay. Right, to understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. When things like this happen, I feel like it's a two-way street where it's very uh, an open floor for Carver to tell me how he's feeling. And when my emotions come down a little bit and I can get a hold of myself for me to express my feelings about what's going on, um, there was a time where I didn't do that effectively and I felt like I was uh, crashing and burning as a person. <laughs> I felt like um, I feel like I've discussed this in other podcasts, but I felt really guilty for being so torn up about what was happening in my relationship that I I felt really guilty telling Carver because I thought that it was going to make him more upset and um, more on edge and more uh, receptive to temptations and and because when you're not mentally or emotionally okay then giving in to an addiction is just something that comes easier than when you're in a uh, uh, like a stable set uh state of mind I guess is what I'm trying to say anyway this is a long explanation I felt really guilty for the way that I was feeling because of what was happening and I um held that in for a really long time and I felt like I had this is gonna sound strange like uh mental and emotional leprosy that like I was just like literally my insides and my soul was just like rotting away and I felt beaten down and sad all of the time um it has we've come a long way um because I was able to say okay look this is how I'm feeling about what's going on and I know what you're feeling because we've talked about it but I also would like to tell you what's going on with me 
and the emotional toll that this is taking on me and we were able to work through that together and it's definitely a two-way street you need to be able to listen and also feel like you're being heard even if you're the spouse because it does take an emotional toll on you and i would just like to add too i mean there is a way to say like hey man this is really affecting me yeah like your addiction's affecting me and i just want you to know that like it's hurting me there's a difference between saying that and being like all of my sadness is because of you mm-hmm. you know like i think that you need to be able to you know and be able to be emotionally intelligent about what you're feeling i think be I able just, to say what? i just said hey i'm having a really hard time with this and th- these are the things that i'm feeling so it wasn't like this is all your fault it was more like I, this is new to me too, and I don't really know where to go with this, and I'm feeling all of these things, and I need to just know what you think about it. I think that that's apropos. That's apropos to say. I just think that if you are going to someone and if someone's responding to you, if you're emotional about it, be able to take, you know, have the emotional maturity to say, I'm feeling a certain way about this, and I still support you. I want you to know that I'm still on your corner but I need a moment to process this. You know, I still am with you. Just know that I'm, I've I've heard what you said and I want to be here for you, but give me a moment so I can gain a level head. You know, there is tactful ways to communicate, whether that's with someone that you'd love that you're trying to say, Hey, I have this problem. Or if it's with someone that you're, you know, you know, we know people that cannot, or they, they cannot participate in discussion because you disagree with them and they get beyond heated and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk with you because you can't handle, you, you're not going to agree with my point of view, you know? So I think right. there is an emotional intelligence that comes with, and you know, talking about pornography is a great way. I mean, like we live in a landscape of outrage <laughs> in just the world where, you know, it's like, oh, you're not on my side. You're my enemy. I'm offended at what you said. Right. There there needs to be some kind of middle ground, middle ground, whether it's, hey, I'm struggling with this or, hey, this is an issue that I, you know, that I am personally invested in. I don't believe that pornography is OK. I believe it is actually a negative influence in our society. Be able to stand your ground, but listen to the other person, be able to be emotionally intelligent in that conversation hold your own and not be able to say you know be able to listen and try to acknowledge what that person's saying and develop true empathy to be like okay i get where you're coming from whether that's in a discussion or whether that's in a hey i'm in recovery will you help me kind of a situation there there is an emotional intelligence there is a back and forth that needs to happen that there needs to be a certain level of I'm going to try to be honest and level with you and try to understand you. And I'm also going to need you to try to do the same for me. And there has to be that kind of mutual. And you, I mean, the person that you're talking to may not give that to you, but you need to say, you need to have that emotional high ground to say, listen, I know you're upset. And I just need to hear from you that you're on my side or, or, or if, you know, you feel like the person is like, Hey, you know, I want to support you in this addiction and your recovery, but I need, you to i need to know that you're fighting and i need to know where you're coming from right but that's that was a rant but that's just why i feel in a nutshell is important to take away from this i agree communication is a two-way street in every aspect and it you can't have accountability which we talked about a, a couple of weeks ago 
You can't have accountability without communication, and you cannot have recovery without accountability. It just, all of it goes together. If you are hoping to help someone get through an addiction, if you're hoping to overcome an addiction, you need to open up and communicate with somebody that you trust. And I would also say that for me personally, something that's helped, and you know, a couple people have reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I'm here for you if you need an accountability partner. If you're struggling, you need to be willing to use those lines of communication. Totally. And say, hey, Don't I'm just say, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, use those lines of communication. If you say that, hey, I will support you, actually be able to support them and be honest in your communication. If you're honest about recovery and say like, oh, yeah, this is actually something I want to do, be honest in that recovery and be able to open up those lines of communication. Be willing to communicate. It takes practice. I'm not going to say you're going to be the best at it. But over time, as you continue to open up those doors, communication is possible. Communication is possible, and not only is it possible, it is vital. Agreed. I feel like I've talked this whole entire time, and I apologize. <laughs> okay. I want you to know that I'm listening to you, honey, and I'm sorry that I communicated too much in mm. this podcast. Mm. I agree with what you've said. I came here with notes on things that I wanted to say, mm-hmm. and I feel like we did together good. we talked about this. Yeah, we did. Do you feel like I talk too much? Yeah. I talk too much. In this podcast specifically. Oh, no. I mean, like, in regular life, I talk way too much. Well, same. (sighs) We're just two chatty Cathy's over here. (laughs) We're fun at a dinner party. Yeah. If you guys ever (laughs) want to invite us to a dinner, we will... I have have true anxiety about talking. Uh, Like, remember at my work... There was that team lunch I told you about uh, yeah. where I stopped talking and no one was talking. And I thought I was going to have a panic attack. I was like, someone needs to say something right now. <laughs> we are in a group of 10 people and no one's saying something. And it's been five minutes. Someone say something. It was probably like 30 seconds, but it felt like eternity. Sheesh. Anyway. <laughs> hot diggity dang, Carver, you're, shut up. Keep our listening to this like Carver. Yeah, you do talk too much. Well, I've talked a lot in the other one, so. You're a cute boy. I love you. You're also a cute boy, honey. Also, I just <laughs> want to say that, hey, thanks. Um, you're, you're, even you're though we bicker sometimes on this podcast, and even though I have shared some of our lowest points with the entire world to hear, um, Carver and I are in a very healthy relationship, and we love each other very much. And we do... I would say we're healthy now. Now we're in a good place. Now we are, because we've had to fight really hard to get where we need to go. But we're okay. (laughs) I feel like some people last time were really concerned about us because of what I shared. We're just fine. (laughs) We're going to make it, guys. Anyway, Anyway, this has been Better Together Part 4. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for share listening. Share the podcast on Facebook. Share with people that you think might need to hear it. You know, as much as we like lots of people to hear it, we really are out, only out there for the one person that really needs to. Yep. You know, but that's just, I guess, what we're saying. Okay, guys. Well, bye. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>